Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. 16 U.S. missionaries, Canadian citizen, among people kidnapped by gang members in Haiti. U.N. Security Council extends mandate of political mission in Haiti. Colin Powell, military leader and first black U.S. Secretary of State, dies from COVID-19 complications. World Food Program warns of severe threat to Caribbean food security. And Costa Rica, Bahamas, among five winners of first Save the Planet Birdshot Prizes. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, October 18th. We start our report today in Haiti. 16 U.S. missionaries and a Canadian citizen are among people kidnapped by gang members in Haiti. HaitiNews.net reports that as many as 16 Christian missionaries from the U.S. and one Canadian citizen were kidnapped on Saturday by a gang in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. The group of 16 U.S. citizens and one Canadian citizen includes five men, seven women, and five children were kidnapped in Haiti, read the statement released by the Ohio-based organization on Sunday. So far, the details of the incident are unclear, but officials have informed that missionaries were abducted while traveling to Taitinyen, north of the capital of Port-au-Prince, after visiting an orphanage in the croix de bouquets area. Meanwhile, Haitian officials are said to be in touch with the U.S. State Department about the kidnapping CNN reported. HaitiNews.net also reports that the Security Council on Friday adopted a resolution to extend the mandate of the U.N. Integrated Office in Haiti until July 15, 2022. The resolution 2600, which won unanimous support by the 15-member council, requests U.N. Secretary General to conduct an assessment of the U.N. Integrated Office in Haiti of the mandate, including whether and how the mandate could be adjusted to address the ongoing challenges faced by Haiti, to increase the effectiveness of the mission and its efforts to support engagement between Haitian national authorities, civil society, and other stakeholders, to strengthen the rule of law, and to promote respect for human rights. It also requests the Secretary General to convene a finding of this assessment to the Security Council within six months following the adoption of the resolution. It also encourages continued close collaboration and coordination between the UN Integrated Office in Haiti, the UN Country Team in Haiti, regional organizations, and international financial institutions with a view of helping the Haitian government to take responsibility to realize the long-term stability, sustainable development, and economic self-sufficiency of the country. It urges all Haitian stakeholders to commit to an inclusive national dialogue to address long-standing drivers of instability by creating a sustainable and commonly accepted framework to permit the organization of inclusive, peaceful, free, 
fair and transparent legislative and presidential elections as soon as technically feasible and with the full, equal, and meaningful participation of women. Antigua Newsroom reports that General Colin L. Powell, former United States Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, passed away due to complications from COVID-19. The Powell family wrote on Facebook, We have lost a remarkable and loving father, husband, grandfather, and a great American, they said, noting he was fully vaccinated. Powell was a distinguished and trailblazing professional soldier whose career took him from combat duty in Vietnam to becoming the first black national security advisor during the end of the Ronald Reagan presidency and the youngest and first African-American chairman and Joint Chiefs of Staff under President George H.W. Bush. His national popularity soared in the aftermath of the U.S.-led coalition victory during the Gulf War and for a time in the mid-90s when he was considered a leading contender to become the first black president of the United States. Powell, who was of Jamaican heritage, was 84. The United Nations World Food Program says that the climate crisis poses a severe threat to food security in the Caribbean, as vulnerable communities, a vast majority of whom rely on agriculture, fishing, and livestock, who contribute the least to the climate crisis, bear the brunt of the impacts with limited means to cushion the blow. The world faces an exponential increase in hunger fueled by the climate crisis. If urgent global action to help communities adapt to climatic shock and stresses is ignored, warned the World Food Program on Friday, ahead of World Food Day on Saturday. The climate crisis has the potential to overwhelm humanity, said the World Food Program Executive Director David Beasley. The climate crisis is fueling a food crisis. The world is not prepared for the unprecedented rise in hunger we will see if we do not invest in programs that help vulnerable communities adapt and build resilience to our changing climate, he added. The World Food Program said that in the last 70 years, 324 disasters impacted the region. In 2017, it said Dominica lost 200% of its gross domestic product as a result of Hurricane Maria, stating that the agricultural sector, which employed 25% of the population, was wiped out. The World Food Program said that flooding in Trinidad in 2018 left farmers with losses of equipment and crops. The annual Atlantic hurricane season from June to November is a period of high anxiety for people throughout the Caribbean as storms put at risk lives, livelihoods, personal property, agricultural production and trade, and imports with the destruction of logistic infrastructure all of which can lead to increased food insecurity. Climate change is expected to intensify the severity of natural disasters in the Caribbean in the coming years. 
Building on this year's theme for World Food Day, our actions are our future, better production, better nutrition, a better environment, and a better life. The World Food Program has called on world leaders to recognize the close link between hunger and the climate crisis and is urging them to redouble their efforts to address the changing climate as focus shifts to the 26th Conference of the Parties. While the Caribbean as a region has contributed very little to the cause of climate crisis, these same countries and territories are some of the most severely impacted, said Regis Chapman, country director and representative of the World Food Program Caribbean Multi-Country Office. The socioeconomic impacts of COVID-19 have now exacerbated the situation in the region with significant increases in food insecurity because of job and income loss and rising food prices, he added. Greater support is urgently needed for the Caribbean small island developing states to strengthen their resilience to the climate crisis. Chapman said that across the Caribbean, regional institutions, national governments, and civil society will be implementing a number of activities that highlight the importance of agriculture, food security, and healthy consumption. He said the World Food Program Caribbean Multi-Country Office supports efforts to strengthen the resiliency of food systems and people in the region to the threats of the climate crisis. In his message marking World Food Day, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said, the day is not only a reminder of the importance of what we eat to everyone on the planet, but also a call to action to achieve food security around the world. The BBC reports that two best friends who grow coral and the country of Costa Rica are among the winners of the first ever Earthshot Prizes. The annual awards were created by the Duke of Cambridge to reward people trying to save the planet. There were five winners announced in London, each receiving one million pounds. Prince William was joined by stars including Emma Watson, Dame Emma Thompson, for the ceremony at Alexandra Palace. No celebrities flew to London for the ceremony. No plastic was used to build the stage, and guests were asked to consider the environment when choosing an outfit. The Earthshot Prize, name in reference to the moonshot ambition of the 1960s America, which saw then-President John F. Kennedy pledge to get a man on the moon within a decade. Each year for the next decade, the prize is awarding one million pounds each to five projects that are working to find solutions to the planet's environmental problems. The inaugural winners were selected from five different categories and were chosen from a short list of 15 by judges including broadcasters Sir David Attenborough and actress Kate Blanchett and singer Shakira. The winners for Protect and Restore Nature, the Republic of Costa Rica. Costa Rica was a country that was once cleared of most of its forests, but 
It has now doubled the number of trees and is seen as a role model for others to follow. The winning project is a scheme paying local citizens to restore natural ecosystems that has led to a revival of the rainforest. Revive Our Oceans, Coral Vita Bahamas, a project run by two best friends who are growing corals in the Bahamas, designed to restore the world's dying coral reefs using special tanks. They have developed a way to grow coral up to 50 times faster than they normally take in nature. Clean Our Air was won by a group in India. Build a Waste-Free World was won by a group in Milan, France. And Fix Our Climate and Fix Our Climate was won by a combined group from Thailand, Germany, and Italy. BBC also reports that renowned Jamaican sculptor and painter Basil Watson has been chosen to design the United Kingdom's National Windrush Monument, which will stand at London Waterloo Station. He was selected from a group of four artists, all of whom are of Caribbean heritage. The monument, which is backed by one million pounds of government funding, will pay tribute to the Windrush generation of Caribbean migrants who arrived in Britain after the Second World War and the generations that followed over the years. The UK government says the monument delivers on a manifesto commitment that aligns with the nation's Black History Month celebrations. It is expected to be unveiled on Windrush Day 2022 on June 22nd. Basil Watson has designed public sculptures and monuments across the world, including statues of Martin Luther King Jr., Hussein Bolt, and Marlene Adi. This will be the first public artwork in the United Kingdom, where he lived for part of his childhood with his family, who were part of the Windrush generation. Basil, who was awarded the Order of Distinction Commander Class in 2016 by the Jamaican government in recognition of his artistic accomplishments, will now begin work to convert his maquette into a 12-foot-high bronze monument. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, October 18th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.